This is the Sibling Library Podcast. You will know when to start listening when you hear the chimes ring like this. Let's begin now. Welcome to Sibling Library, the podcast where we read, share, and repeat. I'm Megan. I'm going to be your host for today, and I'm joined by my sisters, who are not just my sisters by birth, but by birthday month. Happy birthday month, you guys. Happy birthday, stinkers. Happy birthday month. Yes, it is our April episode. <laughs> um, and if you know us at all, you know that April is the season of birthdays in our house. So um, we thought this would be a fun month to go ahead and just kind of freeform it all and just have a fun sister chat about one of our favorite things we love to do, which is reading. You guys ready? Sure. No. But we're going to do it. (laughs) Okay. So we wanted to start off with talking about how we would describe ourselves as readers. And I think a good place to start with that would be, how do you guys decide what you're going to read? Like, how do you determine what book you're going to pick up when? I feel like Julia always has a plan. So let's start with Julia. I don't always have a plan. And... I'm pretty superficial when it comes to choosing my books because I do let the uh, cover dictate um, if I'm even going to pick it up, unless I know something about the book otherwise. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But a well-designed cover goes a long way to being added to my to-be-read list. I would agree with that. Something that um, I've started doing lately, and this is kind of super recent, but our the Solano County library system just redid their whole catalog system. And what I have found is if you click on a book that you're interested in and then scroll down to the bottom, it will show you a list of like 10 books that are similar. And I have started just wasting away hours, not not hours, <laughs> but many minutes going down the rabbit hole of, oh, well, I liked this book. Let's see what else is similar. And if I find a book that has like of the 10 recommendations, five of them or just a few, but if I've read any of the ones that are also recommended and loved, then I know I'm going to like the book that I'm looking at and probably also some of the books on that list. So that's been fun for me. Megan, it, to just to um, add on to that, if you like doing that, you'll like, I'm pretty sure Solano has it. There's a reading database called Novelist that you can find um, similar books or just like whole series orders and stuff like that doesn't goodreads help with that too a little a little they don't have an algorithm they might i I just track my books on there i don't yeah search for For some yeah for some reason i don't like really searching for books on goodreads I, I, i don't i don't know why that is i think i prefer to do it on a computer it feels more or actually in the library, it feels more mm-hmm. professional, whereas just on when I do it on Goodreads, it doesn't feel like I'm really putting it on my to-be-read list, because my to-be-read yeah. list on Goodreads is like 300 books long. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> but if Mine's I'm not like, that long. <laughs> if I'm putting I just it, willy-nilly add stuff on there. I have no yeah. idea what's on there. No, I'm pretty like, I, I really, I have some stuff on there that have, that's been there for a long time, and I'm reassessing like, 
It's been on here for how many years? Do I really care to read that? But what what's the length of my? That's an interesting question. Well, yeah, exactly. Like I I've never gone back to to wade through that. Like I feel like Goodreads is like the Tinder of the book world. Really? Not Katie that I've judged. I've never been on Tinder. Side but eye for that. <laughs> I have sixty six books on my want to read list. I bet you anything. I beat both of you. Poppycock. I bet Julia beat both of us too. I would. I would probably venture to agree with that. I would. I would not okay. bet against that. I have a hundred and four on my want to read. I thought it was a lot more than that, but also That's I haven't crazy unreasonable added a whole lot to it for a long time. <laughs> How many do you have, Julia? Wait, let's four. guess. Four hundred. <laughs> well, you just. <laughs> Or what? Should I just four sixty nine? Mm. Oh, the number That's you a lot never say to a middle schooler. Oh boy, you're not even drinking, Megan. <laughs> no, I'm not. Mm. No, I'm not. Just me then. I don't know how to answer this question, you guys. Can you repeat the question? Like, how do you decide what to read? That's basically what yeah. what the question is. Yeah, I think it changes for me. Um, if I'm answering for like right now, how I'm doing it, a lot of what I'm reading is, is I feel like you get stuck in rabbit holes. Like you, this, for this amount of time, I'm reading just classics for this amount of time. I'm reading just science fiction for this amount of time. I'm reading everything Stephen King ever wrote. I think historically you're right, but I don't think that's true right now. Right now, a lot of what I'm reading is, um, and and I'm actually going to, I've been thinking about doing this, but a lot of what I'm reading right now is being informed by us doing this show and hearing what you two are reading and being excited to talk to you two about it. So I, I think starting this podcast has really changed the way, it's, it's no longer an individual exercise for me it's a it's a group exercise and you know i'm excited to to read and and experience the same things that that you are so most of what i've been reading this year has been like our our yola boca flot and our book exchange like i'm i've been working my way through those and then the books that we're we're reading for for the actual show um as far as um my comic books and graphic novels, that's typically informed by our book club that we, that Julie and I go to through Zeppelin Comics and uh, a podcast, another podcast that I listen to called Talking Comics because I've, that's, once I started listening or reading comic books and started listening to that show, it gave me a really good compass for stuff that I would like. And um, typically when the hosts of that show like something, usually it's a good bet that I'm going to like it too. So they've, they've introduced me to a lot of really cool creators um, that I have with, with comic books. Yes. I think I do go down a little bit more of a rabbit hole still where I just, I have to read everything by a certain creator because I, I love one thing that they do. Um, but with books, I'm kind of all over the place at the moment and it's really just dependent on what we're reading. And in fact, I had an idea kind of thinking about, um, our like our next year whenever because we usually talk about what's what are our goals for the year 
We don't call them resolutions because it makes Megan sassy, but we, we talk about what, what are our goals or what do we hope to read this year? And I, I don't, it's going to be ambitious because I, I recently did a full re-listen of all of our podcasts just because I've been missing you two. You made it through all of them? I did. Yeah. That's a feat. Well, <laughs> I made it through all of them. But as I was listening to them, I was realizing like, man, there's a lot of books that you know, when we had the show, Julia or Megan mentioned they read this and they really liked it and I meant to read it and I never did. So I, for my next year, I might go back through all of our, our podcast and listen to like, all right, episode one, what books did we mention? Read all of those you, if I haven't read as them. As you do that, can you go ahead and actually start Make a list? our <laughs> podcast Goodreads? Because we have one. Yes. But it's just it's just sitting there alone with the all right with the cheese. How does that how does that go? The stinky cheese. The farmer. The cheese stands alone. The cheese stands alone. The cheese stands alone. Cheese is with the dairy. The cheese stands alone. I have no idea what is happening right now. You don't know this children's song? Mm-mm. The farmer in the dell. The farmer in the dell. I know Dario, that part. Farmer, farmer in, the in the dell. The cheese stands alone. alone. The cheese, the cheese stands, stands alone. alone. <laughs> I don't think I ever learned the second verse. This I think is where you, it comes I think in. you found our, our episode title, by the way. The cheese stands alone. Yep. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Thank goodness mm-hmm. Katie remembers lyrics. Yeah. <laughs> that is my weird superpower. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I well, think that's my, my 2024 intention will be to go back and read all the books that I have not read that you two have that you recommend and I'll get that, that Goodreads list started. You probably won't remember that that is going to be your 2024 intention until 2026 when you start to re-read or re-listen to all of the podcasts from the beginning and then you'll get to this one and Roasted. be like, dang it, I'm halfway through, have to start over. I feel that- attacked. <laughs> that wasn't necessarily an attack. That was like, if I were saying that right now, I know I wouldn't remember by that point. I've been thinking about it for the last several weeks, though. So like the oh, two things weeks. that- yeah, the, the two things that I I kind of want to get through are, well, three things, actually. A, the books on my, the physical books on my shelf that have either been gifted to me or that I bought in the past that I haven't read, I want to do. So that would be one year's That would be called shopping your shelf. Shopping my shelf. Two, what I just mentioned, the going back through all of our episodes, and, and we're only going to get more of them as we go, so that's going to get become a heftier and heftier feat um you should that start may, your that may be a two-year thing maybe but i'm, I'm still haven't finished my my this year's intentions i have to, i still have to finish my gift from you um the dictionary of lost words i've got to read the phantom toll booth i've got to read shantaram and i've got to read one of my, I've my read borders the phantom classics toll booth first yeah i was gonna well, say has i'm not gonna steal it from it you i'm not gonna steal it from you but then my my third one was to to clear out my want to read list on on goodreads was another like goal but that's like, a never-ending task that's true i mean reading is a never-ending task which is why it's a wonderful thing i i agree it's you'll never be done and there will always be something good to read yeah. one of my favorite or um, even something bad that that should be another uh, one of our next questions what was the question <laughs> Do you give up on bad books or books that don't speak to you we've talked about this before julia doesn't because she's a completionist megan does because she she just no time for that because 
Ain't nobody got time for that. Mm-mm. I I usually finish something unless I'm like really not getting absolutely anything out of it. If it's holding my attention even to a certain degree, I'll I'll finish it because I want to finish it. But I have put a book down and said, nope, this is not serving me. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm somewhere in the middle. Case by case. Um, one of my favorite teaching books that I ever read, and I'm going to kind of bring this section of our conversation to a close, um, unless you guys have any thoughts you want to add in. But one of my favorite teaching books that I ever read was called um, The Book Whisperer by Donalyn Miller. And it's all about um, incorporating a choice reading program into your classroom for your students. And one of the things that I took away from that book is that um, one of the most important skills to teach someone who isn't necessar- doesn't necessarily consider themselves a reader um, is to teach them how to have a reading plan and how to like, yeah, you're reading this right now, but what are you going to read next? And then after that, and then mm-hmm. after that, or what are you planning to read this summer? Like, what are you saving for the summer? What are you saving for Christmas time? Like just having a reading plan and it can look different for everybody, but that's really what's something that as we have just discussed something that really motivates people to to continue reading, um, which I think is like, an interesting thought. I like that a lot. For me, I kind of do that by um, staggering my holds at the library. Mm. Yeah. Heaven forbid. Pro tip. Heaven, heaven forbid I let one squeeze in, <laughs> squeeze its way through. <laughs> before you're done with something before else. Before I'm done mean? with my five other books that I have. Yeah. Luckily, our library systems don't have late fees. I still find myself pretty drawn to get it in on time, though. I do, too, within (laughs) reason. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts on that topic? Okay. So for the rest of our episode today, we are going to play a game. It's called Start the Conversation um, or it's called it's called Lit Chat, Conversation Starters About Books and Life. Um, Julia actually gifted um, this to me years ago um, to, to have in my classroom. Did you specifically buy it with the intention of um, giving it to me in my classroom, or did you have a different intention for it when you bought it? I'm pretty sure I bought it for you for your classroom. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad that I'm, <laughs> I remembered it because I put it in a drawer and I'm sure my gate kids would have loved this. So a lot of the questions are a little bit higher level. I think it might be better for a high school class, um, but I love the idea of it. So we are going to play that. Um, let's start with we were kind of already talking about the reader's way. So let's kind of pick one from that. Um, let me see if there's any that I recognize. How about The Giver? Okay, so we've kind of... Funny story. Yes. Is this a quiz? The Giver um, helped me land my job as a librarian. Tell. Do tell. 
We had to, I had to take a test, and at the time that I took the test, it was a writing prompt, and the question was, how would you um, complete a reader's advisory interview with a reluctant reader? And they gave us a list of books, and the giver was on that list, and the um, movie had just come out. And it also happened to be the only book I had read on that list. So I wrote my response based on that, and I got a perfect score. Beautiful. Nice work. And the rest is history. The rest is history. Okay. The cheese stands alone. The cheese stands alone. Look, I learned. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to do the color purple, the book thief, or the giver? Uh, the giver. Katie, you must have read the giver. I've read it. It's been a long time. It, the questions don't have anything to do with the book. I think it's just the title kind of is the theme of the questions. Um, okay. So the first question is, do you gift books to people? What's your favorite book to share with others? Mm. Or do you have a favorite book that you received as a gift? So we can either do both or whichever one calls to you. Hmm. I do love giving book giving books as gifts. Um I I don't have one that's like a kind of a go-to I always give people this, but um cuz it all, it kind of depends on the person and what I think they're going to like and what's relevant to them. Um I've gifted Laura Olympus a couple times to people that I think would like it and want to encourage them to read graphic novels because it's incredible. Saga is a great entry point for um, comic books and graphic novels. Um, and if I ever had anyone in my life that had not read Ender's Game, I would definitely give that to them. I have a few students who are getting into Ender's Game right now. And when I told them it's that so it's good. actually a series, they were like, what? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Which I've actually only ever read Ender's Game. I don't think I've read any of the others, but oh, you have to read Ender's Shadow, which is a parallel. It's the same story but told from Bean's perspective. I yeah, I should. I don't even remember who Bean is. Yeah. I haven't read Ender's Game since I was in the eighth grade, so it's been a while. Oh, okay, okay. Well, I have it. Let me know if you want to read it. Okay, thank you. How about you, Jewel? Have a favorite um, book that you've received as a gift, or do you? Have a favorite book that you like to share with others? I also like to give books as presents, but mostly to you guys because I feel like reading is a very personal thing. And mm -hmm. unless I know the other person very well, I don't want to try and guess what they're reading. It's um, a really good way to say that. But in the library, um, I frequently very frequently um, recommended a series of unfortunate events. Oh, that's a good one. Especially if the reader I was helping had already read the Harry Potters because mm -hmm. knowing that they were able to read Harry Potter, they'd definitely be able to, to read a series of unfortunate events. And you'd be surprised how many times they, they said, no, I have not read that. I haven't heard of Lemony Snicket. I'm like, well, guess what? You're, <laughs> you're going to read this today. <laughs> I just changed your life. Very nice. Kind yeah, of so fun. If you think of it, Julia, your job as a librarian is to 
gift books to everyone. I mean, they don't get to keep yeah. them, but like you make them readily available to the public for free. So that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. We don't get keep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for, for those answers. Um, the next category of books is called memoirs of a book lover and the the book options that i pulled i have five so we could do maybe more than one if we wanted i have a wrinkle in time where the wild things are lord of the flies the awakening and goodnight moon quite a range <laughs> goodnight moon goodnight moon I'm, I'm down for that okay i won't put the other ones away yet were you ever read to as a child? Is there a book you remember reading with someone? Do you remember the first book you read all by yourself? <laughs> I feel like we've talked about both of my answers. That's we okay. Have, but this is a good time to repeat it. <laughs> if anybody's new to the show and hasn't heard the story, doesn't want to go back and listen to everything, this is it's a great story to tell. Go. Uh, well, as far as being read to as a child, yes. Definitely mom read to all of us. Um, and there were a couple of books uh, that I insisted on being read over and over. Um, one of them was a, a treasury of Walt Disney stories that had, I don't know, a, a bunch of different stories in it. And I loved it so much that it is it is literally falling apart at this point. But... Um, I insisted that my mom read every single word, including the copyright, <laughs> table of contents. <laughs> it wasn't just I needed to know everything that was happening in that book. I didn't care if it wasn't a story. I wanted it read. Um, it may or may <laughs> not have caused several shouting matches. <laughs> definitely did. my mother did not want to read those parts of the book <laughs> and i don't know if i ever actually got read an actual story out of that book <laughs> i missed it did you say what book it was mm-hmm. it was i think it's it's like a walt disney treasury book i don't remember the whole the title it's like a collection of some, fairy tales yeah. Gotcha. It was something like that. So it wasn't the, the um, potty book where you made her read and sat and <laughs> sat and sat and sat and sat? I told you I'm a completionist. I have been from birth. I still watch Days of Our Lives. So I am what I am. But another book that I liked her to read um, that she didn't mind reading was the um, Robert Louis Stevenson um Oh, a, a children's garden of verses. I think mm. that's what it's called. The wind. You called collection. it the wind book, didn't I you? I called it the the windy book because there is a a poem in there about the wind, and I loved the illustrations mm. attached to that one. So that one, my mom would read to me no problem because it also took all of a minute. Very nice. Um, and what was the other part of that question? Um, do you? remember the first book you read all by yourself yes i do it is called the carrot book i don't remember the name of the author but it's a very simple picture book is that the um, breakfast? breakfast no that was pat that was, the, that was that pat, was pat, pat the, the bunny, bunny. Okay. 
And I wasn't reading that. I had it memorized. <laughs> um, the Carrot Seed. It's called The Carrot Seed oh, by yeah. Cro- Crockett Johnson. Um, and I actually have it rated five stars on my Goodreads. Very okay. nice. Um, and I also got to read that book for a video story time that I did for my library during the uh, shutdown months of COVID. Oh, I remember that too. You were you were a delightful content creator for, mm-hmm. for COVID shutdown. <laughs> you were story time. No, you were. You really were. There's no sarcasm in that. <laughs> I was telling all my friends. Me too. Anyone with kids, mm-hmm. you guys need to watch this girl. <laughs> yep. Um, well, I want to go next. So, um, the were you ever read to as a child? Uh, yes, by both mom and dad. Obviously. Um, oh, you have good stories with dad. That's though. what I was Please gonna tell. tell. Yeah, because I, I don't think I've ever told this story on the podcast. But dad, no. dad used to read me Hank the Cow Dog. Um, and I only, I think we only ever got, it's a series, but I think we only ever got one copy of it because dad, um, we, is a very hard worker, gets up early, like very early. Um, so he always, as kids and still now would fall asleep early, like while we'd still be on the couch kind of watching TV, he just kind of nod off and, um, but he to be fair, we all do that. Now. We do, <laughs> especially me. Yes, my goodness. <laughs> Not especially you, especially me too. Yeah, we all do it. If I try to start something after eight o'clock, <laughs> good luck. It's not happening. Yep, it's not happening. Um, but we so he would read Hank the Cow Dog to me, and you know I don't know if we ever actually finished it because we would only get through a couple pages, and then for some reason we would have like a big gap, and we would have to start over. But also because there was a really funny part at the very beginning, um, there were these, uh, and he would do voices, a southern accent, really. Um, and there were these characters of um, two vultures, and I don't remember what they were talking to Hank the cow dog, and he had something around his neck, and one of the vultures had a stutter, and um, and they were talking to Hank the cow dog, and he ha- I don't remember what it was, but he had something around his neck. And the vulture with the stutter was trying to ask him about it. And he said, what's that you got around your nunat, 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 under your chin? And dad, (laughs) (laughs) he barely made it through reading that sentence each time. And then especially the first time. And once he did make it through, he was gone with giggles. I don't think we were able to read any more that night, but it was just hilarious and like I said, it happened close enough to the beginning of the book that I think we just kept rereading that part over and over. And um, <laughs> it was it was a very, very fun memory for me. So. There's nothing more delightful than a giggle fit from our father. That is very accurate. What about the second part of that question, Meg? I don't remember what book I what first book I read all by myself. I, I don't remember. I remember, I've told this before, but I remember the first author that I fell in love with was Roald Dahl in the third grade, but I know that his books were not the first books that I remember reading all by myself. I don't remember. Do you remember, like, the first book? What's the first book you remember reading? may not be the first book you read, but just Roald Dahl. That's all you can think of. That's all I can think of. Yeah, I really don't remember. 
You got an answer, Kate? Yeah. I mean, just similar to, to the two of you, mom and dad read to me from a very, very early age. I don't have any specific stories like what you two shared other than um, something that I, I, I do remember and, and was a treat for me. Um, so, I, okay, I'll tell this story. So I was, you know, an only child for, for three years of my life, being the oldest of three. And then along came Julia. I was none too impressed um, when mom brought her home from the hospital. Uh, I was in my parents' bed, which I think I I pretty routinely slept in at age three. And uh, mom walked in with you and I gave you one look and I looked at mom and said, get that kid out of my bed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. And I think mom at that moment realized- to say- it was a struggle uh-huh. when Katie was dethroned. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh my 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 world was was turned upside down. But I think um <laughs> <laughs> I think mom realized in that moment that uh she needed to um work on maybe boundaries. the uh, boundaries um and turn me into a little less of a diva. Uh she had, that was an uphill battle for her. But she, um, as, as part of motivation for me sleeping in my own room, which I wasn't really very good at yet, um, every night that I slept in my own room and, and made it through the night, I would wake up and there would be, um, a little miss book on my, on my bedside table. So that, that's kind of how I started being, um, more independent and sleeping in my room. Cause I was really excited to get a book, um, every time that I was was successful in doing that, so does uh, good old you, bribery. Exactly, that is a great. It's better choice of bribery, in my humble opinion. Right, that's what I was gonna say though. Like, it's not like it was candy or, um, I mean, we didn't really have screen time back then. I was, I was born in the 1900s. People, mm. no screen time back then, other than the the telly, but. Which, if those are your uh, listeners, if those are your forms of yeah, bribery, no, ju- no shame. That is yeah. fine. Yeah, no, no, I was no shade I was being, being thrown. Yeah, no shade being thrown. It's, I mean, this is a very different world than it was in 1986. So I'm just saying that if I could get a book every time I cleaned the kitchen, mm. <laughs> now Agreed. you need bribery now. Oh, yeah, although I don't need bribery to <laughs> if clean I the kitchen. I could get a book every time I need to clean the stinking bathroom. That's what I was going to say. I don't need bribery to clean the kitchen. I need bribery to clean the bathroom. <laughs> Julia, that was like a lamb chop grunt. <laughs> <laughs> Love lamb chop. I do. Very nice. Any other thoughts on that one? Or are we ready for our next question? I think we're next ready for question. our next question. Our next uh, question category is called op-ed and the books that I pulled are To Kill a Mockingbird, The Catcher in the Rye, and Oh, the Places You'll Go. Let's do The Catcher in the Rye for Dad. Okay. That's Dad's favorite book. S- still have never read it. I know. You're fine. It's yeah. a it's a boy book. <laughs> um, That's overgeneralizing, but okay. It is. Girls can enjoy it, too. I just don't think Julie would particularly care for it. Okay. Um, what book would you love to see as a movie or television series? And who would you want to make that movie or television series? Pick your dream cast. 
Oh my goodness. I, I need I need time to prepare. Okay, I, Megan's I ready. I okay, I have two <laughs> answers. I probably have more than two, but I have two answers. My first one being obviously The Unicorn Chronicles by Bruce Coville, and I want it to be done by the BBC who did the original line, The Witch in the Wardrobe. With in that same style. Like campy, cheesy. Yes. I love camp. No, you want it. So so you want want it like Hallmark did the Tenth Kingdom. Hallmark did the Tenth Kingdom? I think. I thought it was ABC. Is that why I I mean it was on it it was on NBC. NBC. Yeah, I was I was just about to say if it was ABC, it would probably be on Disney Plus. So that's I think I'm wrong. Okay, I mean, I, I would be fine with Hallmark doing it too, but I want it to be done in the style of the BBC. It, was it BBC that did the original like four-hour-long line, The Witch in the Wardrobe, that we used to love watching? Yeah. Yep, that was BBC. Which I don't remember fully. I just remember loving watching it. Um, and then, oh, I haven't actually thought about the cast. I think I would want it to be we all... We talked about it in our... In our Unicorn Chronicles oh, episode, though. You're right. Yeah. Okay, so if you want to hear who I want to play who, go back and listen to that episode. And then my... That was a good episode. That was a good episode. I agree. Um, my second answer would be um, Toby and the Secrets of the... Tr- or Toby Alone and the second one, which is Toby and the Secrets of the Tree by Timothy de Fombel. So good. And I want that one to be done by, I don't know, James Cameron, because... <laughs> It'll be. You want it to be seven hours long. Yep. And I just lost mom as a listener. Sorry, mom. But I mean, like, (laughs) I haven't seen the new Avatar. I don't really necessarily intend to watch it. But I do remember watching the first Avatar and just loving the way that it looked. And I feel like because Toby alone is all set inside of a tree. So I feel like Mm -hmm. um, he would make it a, a beautiful, a beautiful scenic movie. And I haven't thought about a cast for that one either. So. You guys go. Hmm. What book or what book would you love to see as a movie or television series? Who would you want to make that movie or television series and pick your dream cast? If you guys don't have answers for that, that's okay. We can go on to the. Next I one. I concur with Megan that I think they should should do something with uh the Unicorn Chronicles, and I think I actually even said that during that episode. So I'm taking credit for your answer. Okay. I third the motion. It's been thirded. Let's move on. Okay. (laughs) Our last um, question category is choose your own adventure. Um, Love it. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) And the question or the books that I pulled. Shoot, I dropped one. The books that I pulled are The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. That one. Pride and Prejudice. Mm, Not that one. Oh, okay. The Great Gatsby. Not that one. Alice's Adventures in Wonderland. That's it! (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Alice is, uh, well, okay. So your favorite fictional character suddenly appears at your front door. What book would you share to acquaint them with this new world they find themselves in? What book would you absolutely not give them? Let's do a different question. (laughs) (laughs) I'll just put that over here. Line the witch in the wardrobe, please. Okay. (laughs) 
I thought you liked Choose Your Own Adventure. (laughs) Um, I'm choosing a new adventure. Good point. (laughs) One morning, you open your closet to discover that it is actually a portal into the world of one of your favorite books. Which literary world is it? On another morning, you open your closet to discover the wardrobe of a literary character or author whose style you have always admired. Whose clothes are you borrowing? I am borrowing Becky Bloomwood's clothes from <laughs> Confessions of a Shopaholic because it is stacked. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I, if I could just go into her closet and come back, would want to go into Katniss Everdeen's closet for some of those gowns. Oh, that's a good one. Um, that would be pretty cool, but I do not want to stay in that world. Mm-mm. Yeah, no. But what world would you want to stay in? Like the first question. Our world. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I'm, I, <sighs> Luster. <laughs> I would like to go to Luster, yeah. I think Luster is a safer bet than uh, the wizarding world of Harry Potter. Hmm. Although there's less humans in Luster. True. But unicorns. Humans suck, so, humans suck sometimes. But I did say that I married Thomas the Tinker, so maybe I would go there and find out that it's Chris. Reaching. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you say, Katie? Oh, my goodness. I can't answer the the fashion question because I don't feel qualified. I'm not a big clothes person. Like, I mean, I wear them. (laughs) There's no graphic (laughs) novels that you admire the wardrobe of the characters? Um, You wouldn't want to, like, jump into Nancy Drew's closet and then get in her little little pencil skirts. You'd look great in a pencil skirt. Well, thank you. Um, you're welcome. And they weren't pencil skirts, they were more like A lines. A lines. Were they? So you are not qualified. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, this is what I'm telling you. <laughs> this is what I'm telling you. I hate fairyland. Um, f- oh, oh, gosh. That is brutal. <laughs> just the clothes. I'm talking about just the clothes or Squirrel Girl. Just, uh, Neither living in the world or wearing the clothes of of Fairyland for sure, absolutely not. Um, I mean, Squirrel Girl is the is the MCU. Um, MCU would be interesting to be in a in a world where there were superheroes. So yeah, I mean, sure, I would try that for a little while, see what that's like. But I still don't know on the on the on the fashion. Nice, Julie. Did you have anything you wanted to add to that? I don't know what world I would want to. I would. Oh, I would like to go visit where the Berenstein Bears live. Oh, okay. That seems so wholesome. Oh my God, so wholesome. I agree. I freaking loved the Berenstein Bears. (laughs) Who doesn't? Who could ever be mad at a Berenstein Bear? Are you guys ready for 
<laughs> you guys ready for a wild card round to close out the show? Dun, dun, dun. Um, it is the wild card currently reading uh, one. Okay, so what are you reading right now? Based on how far you are at this moment, would you recommend the book? Would you want to visit the setting of this story? Do you relate to any of the characters? Answer any and all. Oh, my word. I'm currently reading The Messy Lives of Book People by Phaedra Patrick. I am on chapter nine. And yes, I would recommend it. What were the other questions? Um, would you want to visit the setting of this story and do you relate to any of the characters? I would like to visit the setting because there's a pretty nice apartment involved and I can somewhat relate to the main character in that she tries really hard at everything she's doing. Very nice. Katie? I have one, two, three, four, five books in flight at the moment. Pick one. Just talk about one of them. <sighs> you want me to go while you decide? Um, no, I can I can do this. I can do this. Um, <laughs> I think I can. I think I can. Stumptown Volume <laughs> Stumptown Volume Two by Greg Rucka. Uh, volume Two. The sub. The subtitle is "The Case of the Baby in the Velvet Case," which is referring to a guitar. It is you. A- you scared <laughs> Megan. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It, it's it's very uh, scintillating, but when you open it up, you realize it's a a stolen guitar from a rock star that this um, this the sleuth that these the series is centered around is trying to. Um, trying to solve um so would i want to live in the world uh it's it's set in portland um current current day contemporary day would i want to be involved in this drama absolutely not portland's okay um i I wouldn't mind i've visited there a couple times i wouldn't mind visiting again and spending time there just with a different Um, friend group than the characters yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Can I relate to the character? Um, to any of I mean, the characters? I think, oh, well, I mean, I'll, I, no. <laughs> um, other than the, the main character who is the detective. She's like a, a private investigator. And um, her name's Dex. I, I relate to her in the sense that I think she is resourceful and independent but she's got a whole lot more chutzpah than I do, so um, I, I I think she is a little bit reckless, and she's kind of fearless, and puts herself in some dangerous situations. Uh, and I can't see myself doing that. That is fair, but I'm enjoying the book. Very nice. Um, right now, I am reading *The Golden Compass* by Philip Pullman. I'm. I literally just started it today, so I'm only on chapter three. But based on how far I am right now, I I would recommend it. Um, Katie recommended it to me. That's how I started reading it. Um, So, yeah, I would recommend it to anyone that likes fantasy. Um, Currently, I don't think I would want to visit the setting of the story. Um, Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Yeah. um, 
it just seems very there will be other settings well the current setting yes i I, there was like a little pre precursor on the first page that like this book takes place in this world and then the next book yeah so um yeah i don't think i'd want to visit the current setting because she's basically in a school and she's the only girl and all of the men seem to be very patriarchy um Mm -hmm. so that that's not for me um, do I relate to any of the characters? Yeah, so far I relate to the the main character because she seems to want to go against the patriarchy and says, just because I'm a girl doesn't mean I'm not allowed in this room. Um, She's the best. So, yeah, she I, I mean, I relate to her in in that spirit. However, she's definitely already braver than I am, because if, if there was a rule that I couldn't go in a, in a room, I wouldn't go in the room. So. <laughs> definitely yeah. not not like Belle from Beauty and the Beast rules do not apply to Lyra I would not go in the West Wing <laughs> <laughs> Megan can I ask you how are you reading it like what what format and where uh, did you get it from book from the library okay cool yep alright well do you guys have anything else you want to say before we close out this fun episode I love you. We should do more freeform episodes. This was fun. This was fun. Mm-hmm. And um, a little, prep. but we should also, yeah, <laughs> we should also um, say what we're doing for May. Yeah. We have coming up the eagerly awaited sequel to Murder <laughs> Mystery May Hem Hem. <laughs> and what are we reading <laughs> uh, I don't remember the name of the book do you Julia it's some like crazy book that's not actually a book but it's like just a bunch like of pages that we have it's to like a puzzle book Yeah, it's, it's not unbound it's giving Megan anxiety it's not unbound no you have then to like you cut the, the right pages or... out oh that's worse yeah it I is might called... uh, sick Chris on this one for me and let him uh, <laughs> step in for me <laughs> it's called Kane's Jawbone by Edward Powell's Mathers. Uh, and apparently only three people have actually solved it. But basically it's 100 pages and they bound it in no particular order. So you're supposed to read it and put it in the actual order to, I think there are six murders and you have to figure out the victims and the the murderers i think so we'll see if we can this do is it be fun yeah it was written by like some crossword puzzle creator right mm-hmm. yeah yeah and because i just did a re-listen of everything during our last murder mystery mayhem uh you might remember we were also celebrating free comic book day so a shout out and a plug to that to visit your local comic mm-hmm. bo- comic book store first saturday in may uh, I don't know what the date of that is this year, um, but it's the first Saturday in May. Free comic book store. Go get yourself some free comics. Free comic book day. That's what I said. You said free comic Didn't book I? store. Free comic book day. You don't get I said the it whole right store at least once. No, you, just, you, you it don't. It is on May sixth. Perfect. And uh, last year we talked about doing Goldie Bants for for murder mystery mail. Though I realized like it's a mystery, but I don't think there was a murder in that. All right. Well, thank you guys again. Happy birthday. Um, Happy birthday, you two. 
Yeah. Until next time, let's read, share, and repeat. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. That brings us to a close on this chapter of Sibling Library. Thank you for listening. Until next time, let's read, share, and repeat. <laughs>